to the latest episode of The Big Review Scheme. My name is Rory Cashin, and this episode, in case the title didn't give it away, is all about Lightyear. So, obviously, this is connected to Toy Story somehow, because we all know and love Buzz Lightyear, who was voiced by Tim Allen in those movies. But as this movie tells us, this is actually the movie that young Andy went to see way back in 1995 that brought uh, brought upon him the love of Buzz Lightyear. So this is a movie that knows it's a movie that then caused Toy Story to be created because the toys that came from this movie are the toys that Andy are playing is playing with in Toy Story. Does that make sense? So this is essentially just a movie about the Space Ranger origin story of Buzz Lightyear, who in this is voiced by Chris Evans, a.k.a. Captain America himself. But we got chatting to Hollywood royalty James Brolin, who voices Emperor Zurg, who did appear in some of the Toy Story movies, but he is the the big nefarious nemesis in this one. Um, Who's James Brolin? So he's had a very full CV. He was he was in uh, the original movie version of Westworld. He was in Capricorn 1. He was in Steven Soderbergh's fantastic drug drama Traffic. He was in the original 70s version of the Amityville Horror. He's the dad of Josh Brolin. He's the husband to Barbara Streisand. He is literally Hollywood royalty and we got 10 minutes with him to chat all about voicing Zerg and some of the secrets that come along with playing this character in this adaptation because you might think you know who Emperor Zerg is, but this movie kind of pulls the rug out from everyone and lets you know, actually, you don't know who Zerg is at all. So here is James Brolin chatting all about voicing one of animated movies' most famous villains, Emperor Zerg, in the brand new Lightyear. James, how are you doing today? Oh, really good. Hi. Hi. It's such a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you. First of all, in the grand history of animated movies, and there have been many, do yeah. you have a particular favorite? Of animated movies? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, Ratatouille, without a, without a doubt. Uh, this film I haven't seen yet, but tomorrow th- this could take first place, you know? Oh, wow. What, what is it about Ratatouille that, that puts it up at the top? Um, I, I need to relook at that and see why. Uh, it just got me right in the wazir, and uh, it's been memorable ever since. And almost, I almost don't remember it as animated for some reason. To me, that's that's the key to a good animated film. Is you're not sure whether there were people there or or pencils. <laughs> so you're playing. I don't want to give anything away uh, for anyone who hasn't seen the film yet. But you're playing, uh, as we know it, Emperor Zerg. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the course of the movie, we are there's some secrets are revealed about the character. We're, we're shown some interesting hidden depths to uh, to the bad guy. And like all really good bad guys, they're more relatable when their their thought process is is clear. Like I, I totally understood why your character was doing what he was doing. If that uh, makes sense. Well. Uh... It, I, I, it's going to be finally clear to me after I see the uh, polished film tomorrow. But uh, and it, as you may or may not have heard, I was taken into a recording studio, not knowing who I was playing, having seen a few lines the night before, 
and then being led by Angus McLean, our director, through Zoom. He was 400 miles away. I, I went into uh, Pixar's big studio. It was empty. I was the only car in the car lot. A guy brought <laughs> me in, one recordist on the other side of glass and the other. So, you know, uh, COVID literally, literally kept us in the dark about it. And then doubly, uh, they wanted to keep me in the dark about who I was playing. Uh, you know, and uh, why they chose me, uh, I had never uh, done voice on a on a feature before. But uh, last year, um, Robert Downey Jr. said I was going to, I was to narrate. He assigned it to me. Uh, uh, um, Sweet Tooth, the series mm -hmm. that was number one in the world for Netflix for a month. And these guys heard that uh, that recorded voice and brought me in to do this, but they were they didn't tell me anything about it. So I literally was in the dark as I was directed through these lines, and through five separate recording sessions, I learned more and more about who Zerg was and uh, what a uh, con man he was. There's a very likable side of him, and then there's a obviously a very dark side, you know. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so did you get to speak to Chris Evans at all about about the roles that you're both playing in this? Was that would do you, have you spoken to him at all about about this project? Uh, I hadn't met anybody except at the premiere and you know it was so crowded all we could do is say nice to meet you and shake hands and We've all been in uh, separate rooms for promotion. I, I mean, I'm in an, in an empty room with you and a camera mm -hmm. here. And um, uh, we still haven't mixed it all. I'm going to New York on uh, on Sunday to, uh, I don't know who I'll be meeting there, but to do, uh, you know, the normal New York talk show, show junket. And, and by then I will, of course, seen the movie and uh, know a little bit more about who I played, which is pretty odd for me because uh, I'm a, I was the least likely to become an actor. So I went to school so heavily trying to get rid of the collie wobbles. And <laughs> uh, many years later to not have had time for preparation before I walked into a job is like unheard of, but fun because it was okay with them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's interesting because um I almost don't want to spoil anything for you if you haven't seen the the full course of the character arc for you, but mm. um <clears throat> not that you need the advice at all, but uh Josh has played one of Disney's biggest villains of all time with Thanos yeah. in the Marvel movies. Did you and he speak at all about like how to deliver particular villainy lines? while still, you know, wanting to be charming and not, not necessarily completely lose the audience. Josh is pretty remote with his dad about his career. I've had given him some advice and, you know, he uh, many years uh, always worked, but it wasn't until he was about 35 that something really clicked and the guy became uh, not only a terrific actor, but, uh, you know, I guess in, in a sense, a movie star. And uh, he keeps all his work pretty much to himself. And I think, I don't think with any job I, I ever had that I came home when he was growing up and set my son down and told him about what I did and how I did, it because I wasn't sure 
anyway, you know, uh, uh, being an actor is a crapshoot. And sometimes yeah. you have a failure you wish you hadn't uh, taken. And, and then other times it's a surprise. It's, it's a smash hit. You never thought it would be, you know. But I got to say that every day of work has been the best day of my life in this business. And I don't know if all actors feel that way, but I've really appreciated everybody, even the cuckoos. And there is a cuckoo actor now and then, but most everybody is appreciative. There's a shyness to them. The crews are absolutely hired because they, you pay them a hundred percent and they give you 140%. They say, I thought you might need this, you know. They don't go home early. It's an amazing business. Well, you mentioned there uh, some projects that you're you're never quite sure how they're going to pan out. And what I remember growing up, and it came out before I was born, but I watched a lot when I was younger, was Westworld. Because yeah. I was a huge Michael Crichton fan growing up. Obviously, everything he's done. And me uh, too. So I'm sorry that he decided not to direct anymore after a couple of pictures. After uh, the Great Train Robbery, he yeah. decided not to direct anymore. And that's really a shame because he had a lot to say, that guy. And any of his books today are fabulous, you know. Oh, they're incredible. But I'm wondering, have you gotten to see any of the the latest kind of iteration of Westworld? Have you seen... The, the HBR remake of, of that movie. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I it, It's not the old Westworld, you know. Um, if I were to set it up, I would probably do it differently. But it, it does have its following because people, you know, like Josh's series, uh, Out of Range, I don't know if you're getting that yet. Oh, but yeah. It's quite ethereal. It's quite... Um, uh, sci-fi unexplainable. And I think part of the excuse in a project like that is the characters have no idea what's going on either. So you don't have to, you know, but uh, they're, they're going on another year and going to uh, uh, supposedly explain to us a little bit, help us make more sense of it, you know. But yeah. as far as asking him I didn't know, you know, what he was doing in that film until I sat in a theater and saw it. He has no, and I haven't seen this one yet, so he has no idea what I'm doing. Uh, what I'm hearing from fans and interviewers is everybody seems to be drawing a parallel, you know. Uh, all I can say is in a bar fight, I wouldn't have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> And one one final question, if that's okay. Yep. Um, have you and Barbara and Josh, have you ever made it over to Ireland? Have I ever what? Made it over to Ireland. To Ireland? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I uh, For Roger Corman, I directed my first movie, um, uh, My Brother's War, in Ireland in around 98. And just absolutely loved it and have longed for it ever since. And we were in Galway and the Connemara coastline there. I lived there for three months and just had the best time. And the film turned out, the film won best film at the Hollywood Film Festival. It ain't that good, but it did win. And uh, since then I've uh, directed a couple of films for Hallmark and now I have developed four other films which are up for financing right now. Well, only one that I would be in, the other would be as a director. So we'll see. Financing 
you know, sometimes you wait 20 years and then somebody says, God, I never read anything so great. Here's the money, you know. Crap shoot. Crap shoot. Fantastic. James, thank you so much for your time today. All right. Great seeing you. Thank you. Have a good day. So that was the very lovely James Brolin talking all about playing Emperor Zurg in Pixar's brand new animated feature, Lightyear, which arrives in Irish cinemas on Friday 17th of June. Thank you so much for listening, and if you haven't already, please smash that subscribe button so you'll know every single time we've got a brand new episode of The Big Review Ski, wherever you get your podcasts, and every week we will endeavour to have only the best and biggest and brightest and... Uh, most famous and most attractive and soundest and all of that people from Hollywood and Ireland and everywhere else in the world of entertainment movies TV TV, uh, and you know all the good stuff the stuff that we love so thank you so much for listening again and we will be back very 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 soon goodbye <laughs>